0: Guys, Welcome back to Politics and Bullshit. Uh, My name is David. I am the host. I uh, am back after a pretty long hiatus, Um, but obviously we have a pretty damn big election tomorrow, so I couldn't resist putting something out there. Uh, So I will definitely be posting more. I'm not going to go over... Much, really, except for just uh, the election tomorrow. So, you know, stay tuned for more updates on the news and whatnot. Uh, But today, I just want to quickly kind of go over some things uh, for tomorrow and some thoughts I have on what to look out for. Uh, So with that being said, uh, I want to discuss, basically, where are we right now in the polls, the paths each candidate has to win, how votes will be counted, the unknowns we have, And how to watch the election. Alright guys, so right now I just want to go over uh, where we are right now. I'm gonna go over uh, some polls, I want to go over what a national average is versus like state level averages, and then I want to actually go over the uh, battleground states. So for the polls I'm going to use three different sites specifically. three different organizations or companies uh the first one is 538 uh i love 538 the most they are the most kind of nerdy uh political commentary uh companies out there right now and it's all just data driven there's i mean of course they have their own political biases Uh, but you know, you'll hear this when they discuss things, they're, they're literally just looking at the data, what it says and interpret interpreting that. And then maybe they'll apply their own opinion, but they're not applying their own opinion just for the sake of applying it. They really are a fact driven group. And, um, that's really what I respect about them. They, they stick to the facts and, and the facts are what they are. Right. Uh, the second group is real clear politics, uh, that's another group that uh, has been around for a while and they also have a lot of uh, legitimacy within the polling world uh, so they're also a really good good company again unbiased it's just data driven it's not as fun as 538 I think that's why probably you know sites like 538 gets more attention but it is just a really good clear uh, polling information and it's easy and quick to read and then uh, the last group that I like to uh, go over is the Cook Political Report from uh, the Center for Politics at UVA, University of Virginia. Uh, They are also a really great, unbiased organization that just, again, focuses on the data. So um, I'm going to go over what they say and, uh, you know, we'll go from there. So with 538, I like what they're doing right now uh, with their site. Uh, So they basically give Trump a 10 in 100 chance of winning the Electoral College. They give Biden a 90 and 100 chance to win the Electoral College. So that's a pretty good lead for Biden right there. Uh, real clear politics. So they, they don't really do like a 1 in 10 chance. Um, sh- I'm sure I could do that mathematically, but I don't have that brain power right now. But uh, RCP gives Biden a 50.9 national average right now. And they give Trump a 44.4% national average right now. So Biden is ahead nationally, uh, 6.5%. Just to note, as comparison, Hillary Clinton was only up by 2% right around now in 2016. So Biden is literally three times ahead of Clinton. And then for uh, Center for Politics, uh, the they do it a little differently as well. Uh, so as of right now, excluding the toss up states, states like Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Ohio, North Carolina, uh, as of right now, they are betting Biden to basically have two hundred and ninety electoral electoral college votes. They are betting on Trump getting one hundred and sixty three electoral college votes. And then that's when they will be fighting for Florida, Georgia, Iowa, North Carolina, Ohio. Uh the, uh, they give right now, um, Biden, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, New Hampshire, Nevada, Nebraska, second congressional district, Minnesota, Michigan, and Arizona. So they've already moved Pennsylvania as in into the, uh, lean Democrats law for Biden. So that's really cool. A lot of other sites are quite unsure with Pennsylvania. Um, I think it's favorite to go blue as well. Um, but right off the bat, like, uh, the, uh, uh, Cook Political Report basically says Biden has already won, basically. So that's interesting to note. Okay, so now that we kind of go over like a general idea, Biden is leading nationally. Uh, However, we can't put all of our faith in the national number uh, because the national number essentially just combines all states, averages that number out, and then that's how you get that national average. But, you know, you have a state like California which holds a lot of votes, and then you have a state like, I don't know, Florida, which only has like, what, 20-some electoral college votes. So the national average tends to skew towards the more, like, bigger electoral college voting states. So that, you know, 6% to 10% national lead doesn't mean Biden has that in Florida, North Carolina, Ohio. In fact, if anything, Ohio is like, 50 50 right now um florida is like anywhere between uh trump plus two to biden plus six uh north carolina is anywhere from trump plus four to biden plus eight so uh what a better way is to look at the election is to look at this state level polls right so let's let's get into that so right now as i just mentioned uh Florida can go anywhere from Trump to Biden. However, it does skew more towards Biden. Same thing with uh, North Carolina. Trump can easily take North Carolina, but it does skew a little bit more closer to Biden. Conversely, with Ohio, Ohio skews way more towards Trump, but Biden has lately been ahead in Ohio. So uh, states like that, it's really all going to come down to just turnout. The more people that turn out, the more it'll favor Democrats. So Democrats can still win Ohio. It just means that it, there is little room for, for movement for Biden, really. There's more room for, movement for Trump versus uh, for Biden. Okay, so let's discuss Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvania is going to be the probably one of the main states to look at. And... Um, you know, I feel bad for <laughs> any Democrats, liberals, etc. in Pennsylvania because there's a lot of pressure on you guys. So uh, right now, Biden is leading Pennsylvania pretty clearly. Uh, he's anywhere from plus three to plus seven percent in these state polls, uh, an average of all the polls taken. So that's a great lead to be in. If Biden can maintain Pennsylvania, he automatically makes Trump's path to victory a lot more narrow. Uh, especially if Trump, I'm sorry, if Biden can take Florida, if Biden can take Pennsylvania and Florida, Trump is essentially, he's lost, uh, assuming that Biden maintains his lead in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. What's very interesting right now is that there are certain states that are kind of uh, battleground states all of a sudden. If you went back in time to maybe six months ago, our battleground states were like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania. And while Ohio, Pennsylvania, North Carolina are still battleground states, they have moved a little further to Biden's kind of column. And other states have now moved up into the battleground kind of territory. Uh, Texas, Georgia, Iowa. I mean, these are mainly more Republican-leaning uh, states. Uh But due to things like uh, population changes, youth uh, voter turnout, uh, increased uh, uh, participation from minorities, uh, that can really change the the dynamics of the the population and how these states will vote. Uh, Texas, for example... Has a much larger Latin population than it did, you know, 10 years ago. And so, what we're seeing in Texas, um, especially along the districts along, you know, the border, uh, we're seeing a much more increased Latin uh, participation, which definitely affects uh, how races will go. So, Texas right now is anywhere from Trump plus four to Biden plus two, meaning if turnout is going to be leaning more towards the democrat's favor and perhaps Trump maybe doesn't turn out as many people as he did in 2016 then that means Texas could turn blue which if Texas goes blue we I mean, forget Pennsylvania and Florida if Texas goes blue Trump is just toast like he has no chance at all because when you're talking about winning a state like Texas like think of the people that live in Texas right these are working class, uh, mainly white, religious, etc, etc. So that means that same group of people can be reflective in a state like Georgia, right? So that means whatever Biden is doing appeals to Texas and people in Georgia, and then people in Ohio, and then people in Iowa, meaning that there's a case that Biden could take all of them. So we'll see. I I don't expect Trump winning Texas. I think it's a cute idea i think it will get there more uh confidently and by when i say we i mean team blue team left again i'm saying that in air quotes uh but right now just i wouldn't even focus on texas just focus on pennsylvania focus on florida focus on north carolina and uh that will give us a clear indication on election day of how the race is going just to uh kind of go over some some quick things. Uh, And just noting on the the different paths candidates have. Uh, Basically, all Biden has to do is maintain the states Hillary Clinton won in 2016. So far, Arizona, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan are trending heavily towards Biden's favor. So uh, let's assume Biden has Arizona, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, right? Everything else he's got are states Clinton won in 2016. At that point, he won. So he has Washington, Oregon, California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, congressional district in Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Illinois, Virginia, and then basically the entire Northeast. Uh, Biden won. He's at 271 electoral, electoral college votes, and Trump is at 267. So this is, uh, you know, this is my way of hopefully those who are listening who just really want Trump to go. This is me giving you some good positivity. Uh, However, this is where things can kind of get iffy, right? So if there is some massive polling error, then that means perhaps Arizona doesn't go to Trump. So then that means, okay, then at that point, uh, Trump would win, right? Uh, But... The chances of Trump picking up Arizona are very slim. And the chances of Biden picking up North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, uh, Pennsylvania, even Ohio, even Iowa. are are Biden's chances are much more higher there. So uh, the map I just gave to you is a very generous map to Trump. What's most likely going to happen is Biden will get those states I just mentioned. But he's probably also going to get Pennsylvania. He might even get Florida. So right then and there... Uh, Biden is over 300 Electoral College votes. So um, basically, I just want to stress that Biden's path to victory is much more easier and within grasp versus uh, Trump's, assuming there is no crazy polling error that is just not possible. All right, so now that we kind of painted a picture of what tomorrow might look like, uh, one other part of the equation in this is how states will be counting their ballots and also who is voting in what kind of way. So as we all know, because of the pandemic, uh, many states have allowed early voting um, and not only early voting, but depending on what state you're in, a universal ballot early voting meaning they sent you a ballot to your mail and you can use that ballot if you want to or you can still go in person or you can you know there were so many options for people to vote but not every state had those options um some states didn't have any universal uh, mailed ballots some states wouldn't even allow you to vote early unless you had like a doctor's note that saying you had covid basically or something like that uh, but for the most, uh, for the most uh, part, majority of states did allow early mail-in voting. So prior to election day, majority of the country will already count their their absentee ballots and their mail-in ballots. So majority of states are going to pre-count all these ballots as they come in. Um, some states did that normally, and some states are doing that now because of the pandemic and also because they, they want to make sure they have some information provided to the people on Election Day. Uh, as we all know, a big concern is, well, how long is it going to take for states to count their votes? And then how long will it take for them to uh, certify their, their votes and have that as the count, right? So, uh, for example... I believe in Pennsylvania, you have, I think, up to three more days uh, for your vote to be mailed in. As long as it was postmarked on or prior to Election Day and you mailed it in, you have a few more days to send that in for that vote to get counted. Uh, There are about 10 states or so that will count those ballots on Election Day, meaning they're going to gather up all those mail-in absentee ballots and then they will count them on Election Day. So that may slow down their reporting of uh, votes as they come in. And this will lead into the uh, conversation I'll have in just a moment about uh, how weird Election Day might look as these numbers come in. And then there's a few states, looks like about maybe four or five, uh, that will only start counting those mail-in absentee ballots once the polls close. So a state like Mississippi, Maryland, uh, Massachusetts, we may not know their uh, total votes till at least a day or two after. All right. So with that being said, how are Democrats, Republicans, Independents, etc., etc., voting? So Democrats right now have huge advantages with early voting. Um, I don't know the exact number of <laughs> Democrat early votes, but uh, as of now, I believe the 2020 election has about 60 to 70% or so of t- the total 2016 election, meaning it's not even election day, and we already are well over the majority of votes casted That were casted in 2016. Now those votes heavily geared towards Democrats Um, for whatever reason. uh, Democrats, you know, we love—and again, air quotes—we we love voting early. That's just what we do. And for whatever reason, Republicans love voting on the day of a uh, CBS News YouGov poll finds Joe Biden leading Donald Trump among those who have already voted 66% to 32%. However, Trump leads among those who plan on voting on election day 69% to 27%, just to give you an idea of how how drastic those votes are. So what does this mean? So on the day of, you might see some really interesting numbers being dropped all of a sudden. Uh, For states that count their votes early, like California, um, you might see automatically, well, California might be a bad, bad uh, example as California is just going to go blue. Um, so let's say, uh, let me pick another state here that votes early. So let's say, uh, you know what, let's say Minnesota because Minnesota can kind of turn redder, but, you know, leaning towards blue. But anyways, Minnesota, all of a sudden, will, you know, once... Uh, The polls close. Minnesota will all of a sudden drop. Like, hey, we just counted all these ballots from the past week. So we're going to drop that information right now, right? So then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, Democrats up 60%. And then as everyone who's Republican or voting in person starts voting and those numbers start coming in, then all of a sudden that up 60% might drop to, like, the 30% all of a sudden, and then 20 and then 10 and then it might get close to, like, oh, you know, and now it's a real battle between, you know, Republicans and Democrats. So um, keep that in mind. Just know that as the information gets put out, and this goes towards left and right in general, uh, the reason why I'm saying this is because, you know, the administration has certainly said some things uh, that's just trying to invalidate this election already. Like, they're going to cheat. They're going to do this. So I don't expect Trump to, um, you know, present a lot of trust and faith in the democratic process. And if you're a big fan of Trump, that means that you're probably not going to trust the mainstream media, which you kind of should, um, because we there, there's little proof of election fraud, if anything, um you know there there's much more proof of voter suppression than there is of election fraud so uh, i just want to mention this because of the pandemic because it's an unusual year because we had to come up with some more creative ways of voting uh, to ensure people have access to vote information may just come out a little a little different this year. So that's basically what I'm saying. So yeah, uh, Democrats right now favored with early voting. Republicans will make that up on election day. So if you're a Democrat and and you got a lot of, uh, you know, positive, you're feeling good, don't be upset when you see the numbers starting to tighten, okay? Because they will. They will tighten in certain states um, unless it's just like that massive blowout that Happens randomly, which you know, I'm hoping it does get there, but I also am not gonna expect it. All right, now I just want to quickly talk about the unknowns that exist with this race. There's a lot of, I don't know, interesting things that can happen. Um, you know, it, it's an election year, we have a, a very interesting president who has some very interesting powers, you know, at his fingertips to use. Uh, we have a Democratic nominee who um, you know seems poised to win but definitely doesn't have that massive enthusiasm so you know there's there's a lot of interesting things that could happen that you just never know so I kind of want to go over that uh, so the first thing that I mentioned uh, with Trump and certain uh, tools he has available to use so as as president uh, Trump has appointed well over 200. Uh, federal judges to the federal courts so it's no secret but trump has basically kind of mentioned here and there that if there's any sort of discrepancy within a state or two or three that he will not hesitate to immediately challenge those votes because obviously he holds a legal pathway to win the presidency i'm just going to put it bluntly like that trump If Trump is allowed to challenge certain votes, especially if it's like a Republican state with perhaps a Republican secretary of state or a state Republican state with um, a majority conservative state Supreme Court, um, they will fall uh, to his favor. And I have no doubt that because it's such an important election that they will try to maintain power, I will never underestimate any political party, whether it's Democrat, Republican, whatever, to maintain power. Uh, so if Trump has an opportunity to challenge, say, North Carolina, uh, it goes, it comes down to forty-nine point five to forty-nine point five. They will do a recount. Trump will send in lawyers. They will try to limit certain votes. Perhaps they won't qualify certain late votes that came in, even though they were postmarked. Maybe able to try to get those votes invalidated. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. That's why it's very important that Biden does have a clear lead in battleground states. So Trump can't pull any sort of, uh, you know, legal loophole. Some other interesting developments happened literally this past week. Uh specifically states like Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, and even Texas, where there was like these kind of on-again, off-again court battles over uh, how to accept votes during a pandemic. Uh, Pennsylvania has allowed uh, late ballots to come in as long as they're postmarked on or prior to Election Day, meaning if someone mailed out their ballot the day before Election Day um, today, then they have an extra three days for that vote to get in due to uh, some some failures with the post office, which we'll go over as well. Um, and it's very interesting because these cases are, it, it literally just shows you how the two sides are really fighting for power, uh, specifically in Pennsylvania. You know, Pennsylvania is a state was like, we're going to do this accepting of ballots that are postmarked three days after election day. Then some group of Republicans was like, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. So then it went to the state Supreme Court. And then the state Supreme Court was like, yes, we're going to do this. And then it got kicked to the federal Supreme Court. And something weird happened there. This was literally like not that long ago. So the Supreme Court, essentially they did the same with North Carolina, basically said that because the election is coming up so soon, we are going to allow the state, to, the states, to accept late ballots based upon how those states regulated. However, uh, what they left open was that they are willing to hear a case after the election if there are discrepancies, and that they will make any adjustments uh, to those states as uh, as fit to how they rule. Basically what they're saying is we're not going to rule on this right now because it's obviously too close to the election day. But if there is a legal challenge to these votes, then we will absolutely take a look at invalidating certain votes uh if, you know, the Supreme Court finds it necessary. And judging how conservative the Supreme Court is right now, I'm going to assume they'll uh, they might pull some shady stuff there. So, uh, yeah, that is an unknown. I have no clue what's going to happen in those states, but if they're close, the Supreme Court basically is just saying, like, you know, we we may kick out some votes and it may change the way the state uh, will uh, allot its electoral colleges, uh, college votes. All right. So I left out Texas there because this is a more recent development in Texas. So there's a county in Dallas, a very Democrat leaning uh, area in Texas that did uh, voter ballots by by car. Drive-through voting, essentially, is what they did. This was some, like, over 100,000. I think it was, like, 110 or 120,000 votes. And uh, this group of Republicans in Texas was challenging that, in that county specifically, uh, to have those 100,000-plus votes invalidated. A judge... A state judge just came in and basically said, "No, that's stupid. Uh, voting in your car is the same thing as voting in a booth, and it's a pandemic, so that makes sense." Uh, however, the Supreme Court is willing to hear it, uh, so they haven't ruled on that yet. Um, I think there's going to be something that will happen today in regards to that, uh, but it seems like those Texans will have will will allow their uh, We'll we'll have their votes counted, basically. Uh, But just to show you this this power play between left and right, uh, Republicans, if they have the state at their command, meaning they have a state Supreme Court with conservatives in it, they have a a Republican Secretary of State, they will utilize those people to their advantage, which is why a state like Florida kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, I would love to see Florida turn blue. It's in the cards for it to turn blue, but given the uh, Republican presence there within their their state governments, uh, I just don't. I I just think that they will they will do whatever they can in their power to to keep Florida. Uh, so yeah, that's an that's an unknown right there. Now, this just happened not that long ago. Uh, Trump is basically saying that he will declare victory on election day if it gives the appearance that he's going to win. What Trump is basically saying is he is going to circumvent the states basically certifying their votes, and he's just going to say he won, even if that process hasn't even fully been realized yet. Uh, That's not how things are done. (laughs) Uh, You do not win until that state certifies their votes. Uh, Mainstream news medias... uh, Media gets to kind of play around with that. In that, they they tend to call states, right? So if they get enough votes in in certain districts, then they can use their own kind of formula to determine, okay, most likely the state is going to go towards this person or that person. So therefore, we're going to call it. That doesn't mean shit. Just because NBC, Fox News calls a state, that doesn't mean shit in terms of the actual legitimacy of those votes. Uh, what actually legitimizes those votes is when the uh, Secretary of State for all those states literally signs a document saying all votes have been counted and we give these votes to Joe Biden or Trump. So um, for Trump doing that, it's really just just mocking our democracy. It really is. I mean, it's just like, dude, just calm the fuck down and just wait for the, the actual results and then go through your legal loopholes and shit. Uh, but... We know Trump is not that kind of guy, so anyways. And then lastly, uh, another big unknown for me is uh, any sort of violence, any sort of uh, protests or rioting. Um, I I am truly worried about that Uh, on both sides of the spectrum. Um, Right now, a lot of large cities are beginning to board up Businesses down in their various downtowns, and they're basically anticipating, uh, perhaps maybe a a Trump win, and then you know all the uh, you know craziness that'll that'll ensue after that, right? Um, But also on the the other side, you know, leaving the Democrat large cities to maybe Republican large cities. uh, I don't know. There's some pretty scary Trump supporters out there. They are armed. Like, just a few days ago, they were trying to run off a Biden car off the road, off the highway. They, like, ran into it. Um, I just, you know, I don't want to put any fear out there. I literally do think someone is going to get shot in one of these states. I just, I just, I feel like Trump has has these people engaged and enraged, and they're armed, and they're going to be out there. And, and this time all you have to do is just call someone a loser and then they just pull out their gun and shoot you you know so um that's also another big unknown is you know what are the people going to do what if there is you know some fights gunfights whatever uh so that that is a worry of mine um i, ho- I'm, I hope i hope i hope i'm wrong on that i really don't want to see any violence and there shouldn't be any violence but because of this president Um, he has incited these reactions in people, and he's basically giving the green light for those people to, you know, do some some bad things. All right, so um, I don't want to get this, uh, I don't want to keep this uh, going much longer. Lastly, what I want to talk about is how to watch the election. This will be really quick. So how to watch the election? Well, honestly... All you really need to watch are like two states, Pennsylvania and Florida, and maybe North Carolina. But that is it. Um, why Pennsylvania and Florida? Because how those two states go will then dictate how the rest of the race goes. Uh, if Biden gets Pennsylvania and... Then that means Trump's path is much harder. He will literally have to win every other battleground state, and that's just impossible. He will have to win Wisconsin, Minneapolis, uh, I'm sorry, Minnesota, Michigan. Uh, if Trump wins Florida and Pennsylvania, that then begins to narrow Biden's path. Although Biden still has more chances as Georgia is still in play. North Carolina is still in play. Ohio might still be in play. So, uh, so basically, that's all I really have to say on that. Keep your eye on Florida, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina. But for fun, keep your eye on Texas <laughs> and maybe even Georgia. If if Biden gets Georgia, Texas, then you know it's it's over for Trump. Like it, it's over. But we may not know the uh, the tallies of those states. Um, Have fun I mean guys uh, We've already lived through four years of Trump So I'm not saying this as Oh well the next four years can't be as bad But if Trump wins uh, There's some interesting scenarios That could happen um, Democrats could still take the Senate So Trump could literally have A Democrat-ran House and Senate And essentially be a weakened president That would be the next best option uh, If Biden doesn't win but let's say Republicans keep the House, Trump keeps the uh I'm sorry, Republicans keep the Senate, Trump keeps the House. Uh, we we have a lot more work to do. Um, I, I At that point, I just want you guys to be prepared for a Trump win and then be prepared to put in the work that maybe, perhaps, we didn't put in between, you know, 2016 and 2020. 2020 that also might open up a, a conversation that we need to have with ourselves on Team Blue, Team Left, in that we have to just kind of have a, a, a much more better discussion on who do we want running for these positions. Um, if Biden loses, then that would mean two presidential elections in a row where Democrats have ran a kind of moderate Democrat. We, we probably need to start evaluating trying something different. Maybe we do need a camp, uh, a a, a nominee that's similar to like a Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know, something like that. Um, I would challenge my moderate people out there to, uh, to start then evaluating ways that they can, be open more to candidates like a Bernie Sanders or Warren because obviously the moderate Democrat isn't working. And a challenge to my 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 far more leftist friends would be to also this similar to what I just told the moderates out there is like you guys might need to also be welcome to lessening your your leftist needs and just being a little bit more accommodating. So essentially let's take the far left and moderate, smash it together, and what do you get? And that would be like, yeah, you're Bernie Sanders, you're Warren. Um, And just backing them 100%. You know, like, we might just have to try something new, guys. But I have high hopes that we will get a new president, a new Senate, uh, and just have fun with it as much as you can. Uh, Elections should be fun. I mean, they were fun before Trump. and um it's very important to uh remain engaged meaning if you're a newer voter continue to vote vote in local elections vote in the midterm elections you have to keep voting constantly you can't just vote one year because oh this is the one year they need me no you need to vote every year and you need to stay engaged and i hope you can stay engaged i will help you stay engaged so anyways cool quick little podcast that's all i want to talk about um follow me on instagram please uh my name is mr underscore hippo m r underscore h i p p zero i post a lot of fun stuff there be live all day tomorrow on my on my instagram too uh, but i'll definitely post a post election day uh podcast as well so thank you for listening um i'm looking forward to putting out more episodes like this and i hope to have you uh your continued support I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Bye.